This is Unclaimed Bands, show 130. Hey, music listeners, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands, and tonight we're coming from the studios of Immaculate Recording. Did I say that right? Yeah. <sighs> Woo! Score. And with us is Ali A. Mac McGuire. Yeah, I if don't I got know. that wrong. I don't know why it sounds weird. Does it Does not sound, sound weird? <laughs> All right, how's this? Allie A. Mac McGuire. Better? Yeah. A little bit more. I, loose, just loose, loose. Little loose. I wasn't putting no brogue on it. Trust I'm me, sorry. People, I'm, gonna like, I'm just going to bust your balls this entire time. Uh, this is going to be a great interview. Yeah. Though. Okay. So, all right, Allie, tell me. Okay. How did you get started? Um. Well, so basically one day I was just sitting in college, regular college, and uh, I was going to be a journalist. I got this paperback, and uh, I got, realized I, you just I, couldn't be a journalist. Yeah, right? I was. I was just like, "Fuck this!" I thought I like crushed this uh, paper, and so was the first mistake you did it in crayon, or yeah, dude, dude, you're gonna be so fired. <laughs> yeah, okay, so fired. <laughs> um, but no, you know. So I literally just. Immediately after that class, I didn't. Uh, I didn't speak to my parents, my friends, nobody. I just straight dropped out of college. Wow. Yeah. That's bold. Uh, yeah. Right. I was nineteen, and I got in my car to go home, and I was like, "Shit, I have to have a plan because I just dropped out of college, and I have to go <laughs> tell my mom and dad." <laughs> uh, so I was like, "I was like, man, I wanted to be a music producer that one time when I was 15. And uh, I went to the library and I printed out brochures and stuff for audio engineering and production school. Mm-hmm. And I went home. My parents were like, all right, but we're just not going to help you out at all, you know. Wow. And uh, and you have to pay us back for all this college, <laughs> which I did. And uh, and I moved to Baltimore and I went to school. And that was it. Really? Yeah. So so just literally like uh, a, a, a kind of a dream or thing thought you had when you were 15 you're 19 now, you drop out of college, and you just decide, like, hey, I had this interest before, You should, I should pursue it. Well, yeah, you know, my parents, like, didn't want to get me any music stuff because they were just convinced that I was going to quit because I quit everything because they put me in, like, you know, tap dancing classes. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't want to be a tap dancer, so I quit, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so so the, you were quitting, but you were quitting things that you didn't necessarily want to be part exactly, of Exactly, but so with. they didn't want to invest any money in something that they weren't didn't think that I was going to do. Yeah, yeah. You know? that makes and sense. even, I mean, in all honesty, even until I proved to them, like, I went to school every day. I got perfect attendance, everything. I'd never done that in my life. Um, and became an audio engineer. Like, they totally didn't think I was going to do it. And, and what do they say to you now? Oh, well, they're very proud of me now. <laughs> uh, you say, okay, cool. Can you loan me some money to pay off that student loan that you. <laughs> Nah, nah, nah. I like to stand on my own two feet. Honestly, yeah. it was a, it was the best thing that that they could have done for me was make me have to do it by myself. Uh, that's good. That's good. That's a good lesson for for people out there that you know, um, who maybe depend a little too much on other people. Right. That's kind of cool. Uh, well, tell you what. Before we go any further, yeah. Okay. Uh, you got something that you worked on? We can maybe let people listen to so they know what's going on with you, what you do. Sure. All right. Uh, what are we gonna let them hear? We're gonna listen to Whitney Payton, Whoop Dee Woo Woo. I uh, produced, recorded, and mixed the record. All right. This is uh, Whitney Payton. Whoop de whoop woo. I'm the one making you sweat. Who the fuck's Molly? I heard Polly wanna cracker, well the world got me. No zero, I 
like Sid, I spit vicious. The chick whips on the cut like six stitches. I'm on a roll, my career is a biscuit. Cause I'm bred with the best and I guess I'm delicious. You out of pocket like a lost wallet. If I ain't hurting you, I ain't scared of you. So bitch, stop talking. You got problems if you really wanna drop comments. I stop climbing cause I made it to the top. Ramen. I'm not hood, I don't rumble in back alleys. But I'll kick you in the shin, run away and laugh about it. Belly button of the industry. I stay outy, but I keep the place crowded. Have a man that they doubt. I hear it talking to me all. That was Whitney Payton. Now, you, you mixed all that. You recorded all that. And, I mean, do you find that that comes naturally to you? Because, obviously, the, you went to school and they teach you the basics and the mechanics. But Oh, yeah. They certainly did not teach me how to mix. <laughs> you know, because when I went there, I I literally didn't I didn't know what an audio engineer was. I mm-hmm. wanted to make beats. But I realized that it was going to be a long time before, you know, making beats was going to make me any money. So, but people always need audio engineers. So I yeah. was just like, I'll find out what being an audio engineer is. And, and I ended up just loving it, just loving doing it. And mixing is my favorite thing in the world. And it's what I'm best at. Uh, so yeah, definitely it comes natural to me. 
I wish I would have figured it out earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, at least you found it out now, That's right? That's true. Yeah. I mean, come on, you're not old and decrepit yet, so you know That's you got true. it you're now. That's true. Right. I, I got a couple more years. A couple to more go. years, and yeah, before you get taken out to audio engineer farming, you know, <laughs> let you graze on the field, till you right. break a leg and then get shot. Uh, <laughs> Talk to me about your approach with working with artists. Uh, I mean, when when an artist comes to you or someone comes to you, comes for your services, what what goes into that thought process before you start? Like, just say mixing, you know, their their stuff or recording their stuff. Um, well, I always like to you know get together with the artist you know, as much as I can. Uh, obviously, sometimes people send me mixes from you know other states and things. I can't get together with them, uh, but I really like. I try to get an idea of who they are as a person and what they're going for with the track because for me music is all about feeling and it gets lost so much in you know the music today of all the auto-tune and the yeah. you know chopping of all the vocals and stuff like that uh so so yeah because i'm trying to bring your track to life it's basically like you're giving me uh the canvas and the paint and the brushes and now i'm just gonna make it beautiful uh-huh I don't know. There you no, go. no, no. That's that's, that's a good approach. Um, yeah. So I'm always trying to, I'm trying to capture who they are, pretty much. That that's that's great to, to hear. That I I've met, I've met over the years people who've uh, you know bands and artists who've gone out and recorded albums and have got you know producer label on there. And you come to find out a lot of times is just the person flipped the switch and hit record, and they kind of oh, yeah. let you know, and it and. Not necessarily do they have really maybe the the right standing to have a producer credit or even a mixing credit. A lot of times the bands do a lot of it themselves. But uh, to you know to know that you uh, you work with the artist beforehand as much as you can in order to bring their their vision to life. But also, you know, obviously putting your own spin on it to make it even better. Of know, course, I mean you know my I have my style of mixing for sure. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you know, but it, I, it's very important. To me, I never, I don't really have a template or anything to start yeah. with. It's really because every single song, let alone artist, is completely different. And uh, it just, it keeps you fresh, you know? You got to keep trying new things and doing new things. And and I might want to do something with a song, but the artist is just like, this is what I want. And I have to be able to give them that. Yeah. I have to be get, able to give them what they want. I have to be able to do everything. Mm -hmm. So... No, yeah. that's. I try to stay in like forty-five lanes at all times. <laughs> cool. Uh, you know, with the different artists. I mean, obviously, we listen to what you did with uh, Whitney Payton, but you've also worked with Hip Hop Legend Schooly D, and you've worked with Judah Priest. Tell me what it's like working with artists like that of that caliber for you, personally and professionally. You know, um, working with Schooly D uh, was a trip. Um, you know, I learned uh, so much from him, and, and he, I went to Europe with him and uh, and Sea Knowledge, who is also Doodlebug from Diggable Planets. Wow. Um, and did sound for them in Europe for their tour. Um, I, did not, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. Um, you know, I learned the ups and downs of the in industry through uh, all that whole uh, process, but it's pretty cool. Uh, that my first credit ever on like a CD that was actually sold was on like a Schooly D album, you know what I mean? Like the creator of Gangster Rap. Like I never thought that I, in my wildest dreams, that I would get to be to work with him, let alone be his friend. 
That's very cool. And then, and and, and like you said, your first credit on a, on an album, it's it's with his. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's dope. Um, and well, you say Jude Priest, and I definitely enjoyed uh, working with Judah. Um, I actually have a track out on his new album, The Dark Ages. Yeah, which Check track? Check it out. Uh, it's called uh, Follow Me, and I'm actually singing on it, and which is like, <laughs> I don't even know how that happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, go check that out. Oh, absolutely. Um, but my my favorite night that I ever had, and this was doing live sound, um, was that I got to do live sound for Big Daddy Kane and his funk band. What? Yeah. Where? When? At the Ob's. I I must have been out sick that day. You I must have been out yeah. sick that day because that was the oh sickest my God. concert of all Actually, time. you know what? No, I was out of state when that happened. Mm, but uh, but yeah, I got to do that. And I mean, that was just like crazy. You know, Big Daddy <laughs> came in. He did Ain't No Half Step In with a live funk band. <laughs> it was crazy. A little, little trippy for you thinking back on that. That's cool. That's very cool. A little bit. You know, um got to mix Whitney's uh, record up at Bad Boy, and if anybody knows me, you all know that I'm a huge Notorious B.I.G. fan, and uh, just to be in that environment, you know, where he was and yeah. recorded his albums, you know, we've got to do some really cool stuff, man. That's very cool. That's very cool you got to do that. You know, I wanted to ask, I'm turn a little serious now, do, you know, do you or have you ever experienced any sort of um, prejudice uh, or negative negativity when people look at you being a uh, being and I, I hate to go down this road but I do want to ask for people out there who don't know but have you ever had any negative uh, things or still do when people think about you being a producer being being a woman you know do you do you ever encounter it or have you where people are like you know like yeah. maybe your ears aren't as good well my ears are better first of all um <laughs> I, I would stand by that but, uh, you know, yeah, people definitely, you know, I definitely always feel like I have to prove myself to everybody. And I mean, I think most people do feel that way, but especially, you know, and I can just give live sound examples all day because mm -hmm. it's just like uh, every every day, no matter, you know, and, and I think you could say that I'm, I'm pretty well known yeah. around the scene, Absolutely. you know, at this point. And I'll still get guys that are just so disrespectful. And and that's cool because I'll never do bad sound for a single person, no matter how they treat me. Mm -hmm. Because that says so much more about me than it says about them. And at the end of the day, like nine out of ten times, they come up to me at the end and are like, I'm sorry. Like, you did a great job. That was awesome. So they'll end up eating a little crow after it's all yeah, done. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. You know, for an example, I'll try not to make this a long story, but there was this Pink Floyd cover band one time, <laughs> and uh, and the lead singer was just a diva of all divas, you know, just one of those guys, rock star. Living the Roger Waters dream. Yeah, like, right, you know. Doing you're in a Pink Floyd cover band, <laughs> you know. Ooh, man, big time. But... <laughs> Anyway, you know, so we're doing sound check and there's this problem with feedback and I'm and I'm going through all the channels trying to figure out, trying to figure it out. And then I'm like, all right, guys, stop, stop. I go on stage. Their keyboard player had monitors on stage and they were feeding back. Yeah. OK. So I'm like, all right, we're going to turn those down. Uh, give me a couple minutes. I got to get all my stuff back set up and we're going to go again. So right as I'm about to start the second sound check. All of a sudden, this guy's in the booth with me. 
<laughs> okay. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, show me this vocal track. Show me this. Show me that. And I'm like, dude, I am running the sound tonight. You are not running the sound. And he's like, you're doing a terrible job, this, that, the other thing. And I was like, I just figured out the problem. <laughs> like, I just figured it out. You were there. It wasn't anything that was happening it, back it there. It just happened up over there, right? <laughs> right. Uh, you know, and, and then I did great sound that night, and he couldn't even look at me. Ah, uh, damn. Yeah. Didn't say nothing to you? It was you? great. I mean, like, like Vince and uh, Justin had to pull him out of the booth. Really? It was, like, so crazy. And that's like, you know, one of a lot of experience I have with, you know, guys just don't think that women can do this job. Well, you know, I mean, I will say that, you know, in all my years of uh, going around to see live shows and stuff like that locally and, and you know, less to, less to the extent like big concerts because you never get, you know, you're not often that close to the board or whatever. But I, I, I cannot say I haven't seen a lot of women doing sound. You know, it's definitely, I think you're definitely in a minority as far as that goes. But oh, that's, yeah, not for a, sure. that's not a reflection no. on you. I mean, I've never heard anybody say a bad word about you. So, you know, always actually the opposite myself. Oh, no. Right. Um, there aren't a lot of us. And, you know, I still don't really know why that is. I don't know if women just aren't really interested in audio or whatever. But because I think... Women pay more attention to detail than men mm -hmm. do, always. So I think that, you know, sometimes we can have a better ear. Not to say that women are better than men. No, no, no. Because there are great, not, right. you know, men out there. But yeah, I wish there were more of us. Because, you know, sometimes people look at me like, they must think like, they just went out in the street and they just picked me up that night. Like, can you just do this? Can you do this? Yeah, you... See, me? no, I've actually had that happen to me. I've had people say, hey, can you run the board for me? I go... Yo, just because I have a board and I do voc I do an audio interview like this doesn't mean I know shit about your board. <laughs> you know, this is not my it's not my forte, but yeah, okay. And I'm I, I've been stuck there, and I know I'm like if anybody comes up to me and says I did a bad job, I'm like, yep, I did. I have no problem. Right, you're, you're like, you know like I mean? okay, yeah, sure, I can turn up these faders, but can you hear that? 800 hertz is what's feeding back. <laughs> I I, rem I remember the, the one time it happened. The sound the board was actually off stage off the side so mm. you literally had to like adjust something run out to the front and then run back and you had to keep doing that well um yeah that's how that's how i started at dobbs yeah it's upstairs upstairs yes yeah. yes and uh and they you know basically i never wanted to be a live sound engineer like i wanted to be a studio engineer but uh i w i was running out of money like and I had gotten a job at Jimmy John's, the sandwich place, and I went in for uh, the training day. It was two hours, and I left, and I was like, fuck this. <laughs> um, I'm going to figure out a way to make money doing what, what I want. And um, and there was an ad on Craigslist like that day in the musicians category that I never looked in, uh -huh. and it was for Dobbs. And it was like, it was basically like, yo, we'll take anybody. <laughs> Like we just need somebody to do it. Like you could be like five years old. We don't care. We'll we'll pay you sixty dollars a night. And I'm like, and I was I emailed them. I was like, hey, I'm an audio engineer and I live five blocks away. And that's probably why they gave me the job, honestly, <laughs> because I could never call out. I could always make it there. And uh, so yeah, the it was on the stage and all you know when I'm learning how to do live sound, I'm just running back and forth like. That shit was crazy. You know, uh, 
well, beyond just not being at re- – I mean, that might have been a reason why they got you there. But certainly, you know, you've proven yourself, you know, as far as I can tell to everybody. I'm, so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, if they would call me any day yeah, to yeah, do I, any I event. So. Yeah. I think so. Oh, and, and people out there, nothing against Jimmy John's Sandwich Place. You just didn't want to do the job, okay? It's a wonderful eatery and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know about how, putting sprouts on all your hoagies, but – Yeah, I don't know about that either. <laughs> I don't eat there, but – All right, look. Uh, why don't we take a take a take a break here and let uh, let people out there listen to something else you worked on? Uh, what do we have that we can let them listen to? All right, so uh, this is an instrumental called "This Isn't Trap Music, This Is My Music." Okay.
All right. That was, this isn't trap music. This is my music. Yes. Uh, that's cool. That's very, very cool. I like it. So you see, people, we, we do do instrumentals here, too, but good instrumentals. True. Okay? Um, I wanted to, wanted to ask you, um, what would you say is um what makes what do you think you offer artists that make you like the producer to come see that's different from everybody else you know i mean i care not not saying other producers don't care mm-hmm. you know there are other great producers in philadelphia don't get me wrong but i just want to take you to the level that you never even imagined that you could be at as far as the quality of your song. Um, and if you're coming to me for, you know, instrumentals and, and things like that, I, uh, I never make any, anything trying to be somebody else. It's all like my production is my diary, Mm -hmm. you know? So I want you to feel what I felt, but what does it make you feel for when you're going to write the song? Uh, and so on and so forth. But, I don't know. I just yeah. love music and and I love helping people put their music together in a really presentable way that you could play on the television, on the radio, or anywhere. That's great. I think that's uh, that's one of the best answers we've had from anybody with that type of question. That's really cool. It's just Thanks. your care and your passion about it and that's uh I think that's what people people looking for any type of uh, anybody that they're working with, especially with their material. It's their baby. They they want to give it to someone who's going to care about it uh, just as much, if not more. And uh, yeah, that's that's really cool. It's really cool you do that that way. So, what's the first record or CD or cassette you ever remember buying? Um, Outcast, Stankonia. Okay, wow, we've never had that one before. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Um, so. You know, with everything you've been doing and everything else like that, uh, what are you working on now? What do you got coming up? Um, well, me and uh, and Whitney and and the whole Team Underdog team, we're we're working on a new album, uh, set for sometime in twenty fifteen. You know, we're really just starting on it, and uh, also working with my good friend Supreme and Resurrecta. Ah, you may know okay. him. Yeah. Uh, and we are working on a new project for him, which I'm really excited about. I wish that you guys could hear those tracks because it's pretty well, insane. Well, is this, is this Supreme and the, and the Resurrect or Supreme? No, and this experience? is just Supreme. Just Supreme by himself. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, please go check out Whitney Payton, WhitneyPayton.com. You can find her on all social media, Whitney Payton. Um, it's like Peyton Manning. Yes, yes. <laughs> Let's make sure that's clear. Uh, and SupremeTheNewExperience.com is where you can find him. And, uh, you know, those are my homies, and I love making music with them, and I love just having a good time with them. And what about your website? You want to give us the oh, website for you in uh, your studio here? My website is... Uh, it's so hard because I want to give you my new website, but it's not done yet. Well, when's the, when's the new website coming out? January. Okay. And will you be posting the new website on the old website so people know where to go? Yeah. Okay. So just send people to what you got okay. going now. Right. Right. Well, currently, my website is com. That's A-L-I-M-C-G-U-I-R-E dot Weebly dot com. Okay. So people, you want to go there. You want to keep up with what Allie has to offer, the services, everything else like that. 
And, uh, you know, speaking of services, I wanted to touch on, uh, you say touring and you mentioned that you toured with School E Day. So what does that entail for someone for touring? You just, you go on tour with them and you work the sound for them live and whatever else might come up? Um, well, yeah, for, for School E, I did, uh, the sound and, you know, basically whatever he needed me to do. Um, and I'm going to be going on tour with Whitney. I believe the tour starts on, November 21st in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, okay. Um, but, you know, basically, you know, that's my team, man. I just do whatever whatever I got to do, whatever we yeah. got to do to make anything happen. That's what I'm there for, you know? See, I think that's a really, really smart way to, uh, way to approach it. I mean, if you're an artist and you have someone who does your sound so well with your recordings and stuff, you have an opportunity to take them live and, and do, you know, do things that way, too. It just makes common sense, you know what I mean? That way you get people get that. I guess it helps get that experience through. I mean, and it's almost like a probably as long as you've been working with her, and even Supreme, it's like second, second, you know, like an un, unknown language. Like you, you, know, you guys just, you know, unspoken language is what I meant to say. That uh, you understand exactly what she needs, and she knows what you can do for her. Correct? Yeah, I know for sure. And how long is the tour going to be for? Uh, it's twenty dates. Twenty dates. Okay. Yeah, I think it ends on December nineteenth in Arizona, but I can't remember the city. That's okay. It's okay. Yeah. We we can all people go to Whitney's uh, website, check yes. it out. Tour is going to be there. Okay. Make sure you see Whitney if you can. Get a signed CD and also get uh, Allie here to sign it as well too, since she worked on the record. Okay. Autographs are always good. You know. Yeah. That yeah. way you can say I remember her when, or I got <laughs> to meet her when, and uh, people don't discount that. You just you never know. I mean, you you've been moving along pretty good there. Um, with with the different artists you have worked with that you mentioned already, is there any artist out there that you would love to work with and you think you could you know add something to i mean obviously you could add to anybody but there's anybody you just go man i really wish i could work with that artist well i just want to make a beat with missy elliott missy elliott all right yeah uh, missy elliott and timberland are definitely my biggest influence as far as far as production just to be weird and be you really <laughs> okay and uh you know and if missy elliott would want to rap on that beat then um I'd be cool with that. Maybe get a little Mary J. Blige feature. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That'd be some good stuff. Cool, cool. That's good. <laughs> so, Mary J., if you're out there listening to this, you know, hit hit Allie up on the website, okay? Well, uh, you know, sorry not to drag this no, out. No, go. But uh, I always, one of, one of the reasons I want to be an audio engineer and love doing this is, like, when I listen to Real Love by Mary J. Blige, which is the first uh, verse Biggie ever did on, like, a record, too. Uh-huh. I'm just like, man, imagine if I was sitting in that session when it was recorded, you know, like yeah. how magical would that be? And especially, you know, the stuff I'm doing with Whitney, that's how I feel. I'm like, someday somebody is going to be really jealous that I got to be there when this happened. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, that's cool. Um, we're going to wrap this up, but I want to, I want to ask you to tell me, um, do you have any, do you have anything you would like, any advice you would give or anything to any, uh, any, any 15 year old out there who wants to get into being a, uh, being a producer or mixer, get being an audio engineer and, and, and maybe even especially if there's any, any women out there that you think to, that, that might be interested anything you want to say to them, any advice you want to give? I mean, just, just do it. I mean, just immerse yourself in it, no matter how daunting the task seems. You know, when you first start that you don't know everything, eventually you'll figure it out as long as you keep going. And, I mean, just don't let anybody tell you that you can't. Because you can. 
cool. Hear that, people? Girls, don't let them. Uh, don't let those guys tell you what to do. Okay. Yeah. You, uh, you follow yourself and follow your dreams. Well, Allie, I want to thank you for taking time to uh, to do this. I appreciate it. Thank you for inviting us into your studio. Uh, everybody, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands. My guest has been Allie A. Mac McGuire. Uh, and uh, go check her out. Okay, check out some of the other stuff she's doing. You've got plenty of samples on your website. Right? Sure do. Okay, cool. Don't don't limit yourself to what you just heard here. There's plenty more where that came from. Uh, until next time, everybody. See you. Peace. The statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of unclaimed bands, its parent company, or subsidiaries.